Welcome back to the Fostering Financial Victories podcast. So today I am joined by Rob Victor once again and special guest Josh Newton. So today, guys, we are going to talk through kind of the impact on small business owners that has happened in 2020. Right. So both of you being small business owners in different industries, I want to get your feedback as some of the first reactions that you may have taken once once all the craziness started back in quarter one or February, March, kind of whenever it started and really see how that's taken you from, from where you were then until where you are now and what do you see going forward. Um, so Josh, give everybody a little bit of a heads up as kind of what you guys do from your business. Um, kind of your story real quick. Yeah, Josh Newton, uh, Freedom Interiors Group. We run a um, commercial interiors uh, group, which we focus on demo, metal framing, drywall, acoustical ceilings, and specialties, uh, interior specialties and exterior claddings. Okay. So in that essential world. As, that is as the essential deemed, world, right? yes, sir. Yeah, so, okay, so back in February and March, kind of coming into 2020, things were rocking. Everybody's, you know, looking forward to a great year this year. And then all of a sudden, the world gets turned upside down. What was your first reaction to, you know, hey, you guys got to stay at home now. You can't go to work or you can't do these things that you were used to doing. What'd you do? Initially in our industry, we really didn't see the crunch. We really didn't see the pressure, I don't believe. Um, and, and we all thought this was the flu or this was uh, something that we'll to pass. And, uh, and then we kept watching it, kept watching it evolve. And then it started changing some of the landscape of concerns. And I'm not sure with you guys, but for what, with us and with our employees and people around us, uh, we started having to manage more of the fear of the unknown or what is this um, and, and then we were deemed essential so we were still working as well so that was concern I think for the whole team and everybody that was working around us yeah I think you know Rob you could probably speak the same thing we, we kept active but yeah. it had to change it changed pretty drastically almost overnight as far yeah. as the way it was set up yeah I agree I mean I, I just think the the activeness um, of an essential business I mean you know you talk about construction or you talk about you know, the financial world, financial planning world, stock market. I mean, you know, unless they shut those things down, you know, we still need construction and, and we still need the stock market at some capacity. So uh, I think the biggest thing was, you know, do you go from a full-blown team in the office all the time to, hey, we're going to have three or four people in the office and we're going to let some people work from home, right? So, Josh, you, your guys being on site, working in essentially the public, you know, what did you guys change, if anything, at, from the onset to make them feel more comfortable, to make you know, clients feel more comfortable, or did you do anything different? We did. Obviously, initially, things were changing as we got information mm -hmm. um, on a weekly basis, sometimes daily basis. So we obviously followed CDC recommendations on, uh, you know, what should this look like for us? What should we put in place as far as protocols? You know, washing your hands, stay six feet apart. I mean, it's construction. Um, it's hard. It's hard to say, hey, we're just going to say six foot apart. Right. Um, so some of the guidelines were not realistic. We were essential. We did have the, the blessing of, of still being able to work. Sure. Um, and that was a, a great opportunity to still be able to not, not be shut down and have everyone have to go home. Um, some, we had a couple projects. We had like 16, 17 jobs going on at the time. Um, some projects uh, would take more precautions and they may have shut down for a period of time. Um, we're working at one plant that shut down at, at one time, uh, but then started back up and then, but everything else was, was still working. We were still required to work with just different precautions, okay. washing your hands, making sure you know no one's coughing, no one had a fever. 
Yeah, I think I didn't think about that part. That where you're doing your the work at. If they shut down, you're, you're kind of out. It, Even it though is. you're essential, you, said, you're still you have out. to send those guys home. Yeah. That's correct. Interesting. Yeah, let me, you know, Josh, from my perspective, you know, in our industry, if things kept rolling, I will say that, um, you know, our, our probably busiest time kind of came in the March, April time frame just due to the market moving, you know, and people being more concerned about financial planning and what they were doing with investments. I know you had business stuff open, but what was the effect on new business for you all kind of from the February, March time frame to where, hey, our country was pretty much locked down for you know somewhere between six to 12 weeks depending upon where you lived how what was that effect like i think we've we've been really blessed in the fact of you know we're, we're growing 20 30 percent every year and we've seen large growth patterns um, for our company individually um, and and we're still seeing growth and things happening but i think the market part of the market slowed down you know some of these um, some of the allotments that were in they were in investment investors hands uh, things that were, that were going to happen anyway uh, that moved forward with projects. I think some of the other opportunities, uh, the upfit market, um, if people were on the fence whether they were going to sign leases and sign deals, uh, a lot of that was just halted for a little while. Um, so some of the impact we've seen immediate and I think some of the long-lasting impact uh, we're still pending, waiting on um, if they're going to move forward or not because it's uncertain times. Uh, people are not really willing to, to go dive in deep with some of these commitments. Yeah, you bring up a great point because everything you're reading right now, especially with businesses and how much space and footprint they're planning to keep going forward, you know, with the change that required everybody to essentially work from home for a lot of these businesses, now they're saying, man, we can get out of some of this office space. What does that do on your side when companies leave these big buildings? I assume that opens up a door for you to come in and, and probably make some changes for the next tenant that goes into that space. So I, I would see that as a potentially a big opportunity in the face of, and people might be downsizing offices, you know, because somebody's going to take that space, I would think. Well, you, we would hope. You would, yeah, you would we, think we, so. We would you wouldn't hope. think we'd have empty, empty buildings just hanging around. Yeah, I, I think what we've seen is it, it's changing the landscape how people are um, able to do business. We've even had opportunities within the scope of someone working from home, estimating, project management, still taking calls, but working from home. Um, it's increased technology, especially in our business. We work off of Microsoft Teams, so you can work off of Teams, do video chat, Zoom. You know, there's a lot of different platforms that you can use. Yep. Um, but it's obviously a concern for us if people are, um, you know, the office market um, is moving strong. Um, we're happy because we're getting new projects. Um, what we've seen is a lot of that stuff has slowed down now. And I think everyone's kind of looking back and saying, hey, is this going to change the landscape 100%? Maybe it's 10%, maybe it's 50%. Yeah. How are we going to do business moving forward? I think we've also seen, and, and y'all can probably speak to this, from the, from the start of this to now, everybody's like, well, this is going to change the landscape. Everybody can work from home. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, everyone still needs socialization. Right, right. <laughs> we all yeah. can't live in cubes. Um, away from everybody and um, and survive. So uh, I think the the dynamics change for sure, and we're asking new questions that we didn't ask before. So do you think? So I know, Rob, you, we we saw this with our team. You know, people work from home for quite a while, oh, and yeah. were pretty productive, like normal, you know, routines. Didn't really see a drop off tremendously, like you would think when people just get scattered. So does that end up? 
pushing people now to where there's more like shared workspaces in corporate buildings, right? So you know, there's some of those in Greenville now. I would kind of wonder out loud, is, does that grow? Because now people, maybe they really don't want to work at home. <laughs> you know, like for myself and Rob, yeah. you have kid, young kids in the house, right. it's yeah. pretty tough to work from home. <laughs> so you yeah. gotta get, get out and get somewhere, but you may not need a full building. So I wonder if that, that starts to grow. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the work from home, I think there's certain industries, you know, the tech world especially, that can continue to work from home. Um, you know, you take the construction business, you know, it's pretty hard to, to do construction from your house on other, on other people's stuff, right? A um, challenging. And I, I would even <laughs> tell you just from our team, you know, it, it, when you've got a team of 18, 19 people and you're trying to work in tune with each other, it's just another email, it's another hopping into a you know, a Zoom call when you real, realistically could walk downstairs and have a two-minute conversation. So now it's turning into 30 minutes and you're having to coordinate. So I, I do think you can be extremely efficient from home. Um, and I do think there's certain industries out there that this is a win, right? And, that, and the technology has had to pick up. I mean, even on our end, you know, we've done a lot more Zoom, a lot, a lot more e-signature and stuff like that. Not as much face-to-face -face when it mm -hmm. comes to that stuff. But, you know, our business, and I would, I would assume your business too, Josh, you know, a lot of what we do, is we need to be face-to-face -face with people, you know, um, for the trust factor, but also you know, anytime you're dealing with big things and spending a lot of money on construction and or investing in financial planning, I want to know who I'm, I'm, I'm talking to, right? And me seeing you through a screen is awesome, but it's a whole lot better when I, when I can see you face-to-face. You know, so I think that's why our industries, especially our two industries, I can't see us ever, yours, no way, but ours, I can never see us working strict, strictly from, from home. Nah. And I think we're, we're, we're in, the, in the building business, but we're also in the relationship business, right. and, and just like every business is. And so those relationships, those commonalities, those connectedness, you need all of that to make an effective team. We've got a great team. Um, they really dove in deep. It was, you know, still obviously had to work through some of those concerns, um, but you still got to stay connected with your team, um, listen to them, especially through times like this, and find out their concerns may not, um, they may not have been brought up to you. Right. And listen to those concerns through times like this, and try to figure that out together. So when you made your first reaction and kind of made the the shift to changing the way you guys do business. What didn't work? Did you do anything that you look back and say, "Man, that really did not work well at all"? What well, didn't work? <laughs> well, first off, when they when they asked, everyone's got to work six foot apart. Um, we, we asked ourselves, "How in the world is that going to yeah. happen?" Yeah. Most of our guys have partners. Um, most you're in some sort of space with everyone. Right. Um, that was difficult. I bet. For sure. <laughs> what about you, Rob? Did you see anything that we did that you look back and think, "Man, eh, we probably learned from that." Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, probably the biggest thing uh, on our end, again, was I, I just think the amount of time that it takes to get three or four or five people together on the same page, especially when you're talking through planning. Man, yeah. If you've got a planner that's working through a plan, and then you've got our investment team that's trying to coordinate with the planner, and then you've actually got the wealth coach that's trying to, to deliver the product, it just, it just takes so much more time than everybody being in a room and all working in tandem. So, I mean, yes, you can do it through Zoom, but... You know, internet's spotty sometimes. Sometimes you can't hear people. Sometimes you got kids in the background. You know, uh, <laughs> especially on Eric's side. So I, I just, I just think it's, it's just we were just not as efficient. Yeah. We we're still running at probably an 85, 90 percent clip, but we need to be running at 100 percent efficiency when it comes to what we do.
Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of danger in, in falling into that trap where people are, are really excited about working from home after they've done it for a while. You mentioned it earlier, the socialization aspect, right? So a lot of these companies that will end up sending all their you know, team working remotely all over the country, and then they start losing that you know, interaction capability. What ends up going on there from a building of culture and try to keeping that in place? Yeah, I, think I think it's almost impossible. You said it point. best. I think it's culture, right? I mean, could you continue to grow your business the way you want to, you know, with the culture you want? I mean, you think about your industry, and I think it's similar to ours. You know, there's a lot of construction people out there. Um, you know, and people want to be with you because of culture and what you've what you've sure. built, right? And now you send people home, and you're like, where is the culture? Like, I have no interaction from a culture perspective. So I know for our side of it, it's yeah. definitely I, that's the biggest thing. Like, our culture was super impacted by people working from home for eight weeks. Sure, I think it gives the opportunity for leadership um, to step up for sure and try to figure out, okay, now this is the new landscape. How do we continue keeping that culture, that, that tight-knit group together? Um, it puts a lot of pressure on leaders, especially as things change and things have evolved in the last quarter. Um, what does that look like now? What worked two months ago, what we thought was the right answer two months ago, may not be the right answer today. Oh, yeah. um, and, and being able to pivot and to switch and to say, hey, this is not working, uh, we need to do something else. In that manner. And I think you have to be able to be honest with yourself as well and not be tied to that first decision. Most definitely. Right? Yeah. So that, I think that's a hard part for just human nature. You made the decision, you felt really good about it, and now it's backfired and you don't want to go back on it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I, that's probably that's probably been one of the biggest wins outside of the tech stuff from, from this whole thing is I, I think you've gotten people that have learned to adapt and be more nimble and have to, to make decisions. Like you said, I mean, it's like, 24-hour things were changing, you know, and we're still th seeing things change today, you know, and you look at just what in the last week you've got North Carolina and Notre Dame brought students back and now they're sending them home. I, I just I just think there's so much, you know, so much change going on that if leaders can't adapt, um, they're, they're probably not going to be in that leadership role for, for much longer. And people will lose respect, I think. I think you have to come with your team and, and let them understand, say, hey, we are, everyone's doing the best job that we can making those decisions that we can for your safety for the safety of the company uh, and for everyone and and to say hey we're going to have to switch gears here mm -hmm. um, compared to what's going on and see what's working so you know the person that wanted to work from home but it's got kids at home and you know we got little sally tugging on their shirt the whole time it, when they're trying to do something yeah. believe me i've been there yeah. um it's tough. dogs barking in the background all, all the all that dynamic uh, sometimes it just doesn't work as far as focus goes. Yeah. Um, and being okay coming back saying, hey, working from home did not work. Well, <laughs> yeah. Can I do something else, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Uh, but being, I think everyone having an open mind yeah. going into this saying, hey, here's the goal, right? This is, this is where we're after. We're trying to keep everyone safe. We're still trying to function. Um, how we do that's going to change. The journey along there may adjust some here and there. Yeah, I think people just have to be understanding now to say it's not going to be routine. You know, spoke with Paul last episode about, you know, goals and, and trying to a, attack the things that you were really focused on at the start of the year. And really his, his whole, you know, consensus and thought was just keep the ball moving. Yeah. Just keep it moving forward. Eventually we'll get to a routine again. Yeah. It's just when is that going to happen and who's going to 
who's going to drive the train while you're trying to get to that point. I think that's, to me, that's the biggest takeaway. And, you know, with, Rob, with, with us, we moved offices in the middle yeah. of all this stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, I, yeah I, I think the biggest thing, you know, pushing the ball forward, routine. you know, routine, but yeah. I, I think it's just you got to become super comfortable with the uncomfortable. And things right now are very uncomfortable. That's true. And it doesn't matter if it's home life, business stuff, social interaction. I mean, it's just uncomfortable. You know, <laughs> so, so until you can get comfortable with being like, this this is going to change, and I'm going to feel like I don't like what's going on, I think that's where we've got to get to, right? Um, yeah. You know, the process is super important, doing the things that you need to do. And, you know, people, you know, they, they tend to look, and I always go to the athletic route, but they tend to look at these elite athletes and they see them winning championships and things like that, you know, and what they don't see is, is the process along the way, the hard work, right? So people that can stick to the process, they love what the process produces. The problem is, is they don't, they don't know how long they got to stick to the process. So they veer away from it. So I yeah. just think this, for me right now, I, I've been in my mind just trying to get really comfortable with this new process of being uncomfortable. You know, and I'm like, I don't know how long I'm going to be uncomfortable for, <laughs> yeah. but I don't really like how I'm just going to just keep trying to do it. Yep. You know, but you got to be okay with that. And I think once you're okay with that, then it changes the dynamics. Say, hey, this is just going to be uncomfortable. <clears throat> the expectation yep. is this is going to be a little uncomfortable for for a little bit, uh, or, or maybe for a lot of it. <laughs> it may be a longer term process, yeah. but going into it with that expectation, I think changes the game a little bit because then. Um, you're not used to the same norm. You're not having that the expectation that this is the norm. Not knowing what the norm is, like, hey, we're going to go into it. The goal, the process, um, you know, what our functions are, focusing on those, focusing on the systems, and not necessarily the goal in mind, but hey, um, give them a, give your team a standard, your standard, this is what our focus on. We're going to keep everyone safe. This is the protocols, yeah. and then we're going to make it through to the end one way or another. Big opportunity for growth, really from a business perspective and from an individual's point of view. Because with the business, if you guys can make the right decisions now and it pays off and you're, you're left standing at the end of all this, big opportunity to pick up market share. Yeah, I mean, adversity's, you know, adversity is, is, a, is a phenomenal thing, right? You know, it, yeah. it either you know, causes people to break or, or to break records as far as the, the quote goes, right? I mean, yep. I think, you know, the, the cream rises uh, during times like this. And I think we've had a good seven, eight, nine, ten years, especially in America, where everybody's had a lot of good going on, mm -hmm. you know. So I think we've got some adversity now. And, you know, you're going to see, you know, our business, your business. You know, there was a lot of businesses inside of, inside of our worlds that were there that may not be there uh, at the end of this. Uh, and some of it's due to leadership. Some of it's due to, to change and adaptability. Yep. Um, but I, I like the opportunity. Yeah. You know, I like, I like a little bit of struggle sometimes. I don't like a lot of it. And I don't want it to last for a really long time, right. <laughs> but I like a little bit of it. Right? A little bit of uncomfortableness. Yeah, exactly. So do you guys see anything from the adjustments that you made over the last six months that when everything quote unquote goes back to how it used to be, if that ever could happen, anything that you would take forward, whether it be a, a change in business practice, whether it be personality, whether it be internal, anything there, anything that you are going to continue to take forward from this? I think being very serious about um, uh, safety from our point of view, or serious <laughs> about people's health and how we function is, is a commonality between everyone now. 
uh, and how we protect ourselves, regardless if it if it is um, COVID nineteen, if it is the flu, sure. um, of how we protected people. Um, we we have been since done some things with our health benefits as well for our team, just to make sure we've looked, we've kind of looking over Shepherd and our our flock good. Cool. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I think from a business, yeah, I definitely echo what Josh said, but I think from a business perspective, at the end of the day, um, you know, we've gotten a lot better with tech stuff. Um, you know, and I think we were always trying to get there, you know, with Foster Victor. And I, I think this whole thing caused us to just be like, hey, we got to do it. Um, so I just think from the, the tech world, whether it's go-to meeting or Zoom calls or any type of e-application stuff, I, I think our team's gotten a lot better uh, with those things. Um, and I don't, I think we would have gotten there. It just may have been another six months to a year or a right. year and a half, you know, and this has just caused it to be quicker. So I, from, my, from my perspective, um, I think we've just gotten a lot more efficient when it comes to that type of stuff. So I, I think you're right dead on with the technology piece. So we talked about this before. As much as it was progressing before, it almost, as it's almost feels like it has hit like uh, overdrive with what's been produced from this last six months on the technology side. Do you think that greatly impacts businesses' ability to, to grow in a positive way? Or like how do they take advantage of this even in the, in the uncertain times? Like what, what, what could they do? I think from our point of view, I mean, we've got guys that work for us has been building buildings for you know 20, 30 years, right? Right. Uh, where they where they would use a water level at one time to to on site, compared to switching from there to a laser to now they have tablets with all electronic drawings on it and managing the project from that perspective. So I think there's always hesitancy to spend the money, to spend the time, and to learn new things with technology, right? There's always sounds, that, oh, I don't really want to. Sounds familiar. <laughs> right? It, it happens all the time. Yeah, that's um, me for sure. <laughs> but when we're pushed to, yeah. when we're required to, um, later on we'll see the benefit of it. And we'll think, oh, thank goodness that we went that route. Because um, it, I think it's really pressed forward for us on the technology end of, hey, this would be a great opportunity to dive in deep and figure out how we can do things a little differently and leverage that technology um, for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I kind of view it very similar to our, our transportation, you know, market in our country and across the world, right? I mean, I think, you know, uh, when the airline industry really came out and was functioning, you know, you would think that people would fly everywhere but people still drive cars, people still take trains. So what I don't want to do is say, hey, all this technology's here, let's use it all, right? And we, and we veer away from some things that, that, that we were able to do efficiently um, because this new technology is there. So I think you've got to have a good balance of saying, hey, this stuff is really impactful for us, but we, we got to keep doing the things that made us super successful before. From a, I guess, a planning standpoint, so what I'm hearing is the biggest takeaway is as, you, as you're challenged to make decisions with an unknown uh, end result, don't be scared to make an adjustment along the way. That seems to be the, the predominant uh, theme that both of you have experienced thus far. And I think that can go as well with personal planning just the same, right? So you've, you've heard this before, don't abort completely. Right, make an adjustment to whatever you're trying to accomplish, and and see what you can do moving forward. Even though it's pretty challenging right now, right? Uncertainty of kids going to school. What are you going to do with work? I mean, there's too many things to even throw at a dartboard right now. It seems. Yeah, and I, I would I would echo kind of what you're saying, but also I think Josh can relate to this. I mean, I, I think that's why 
the process and the plan that you put in place when you're non-emotional is so important, right? I mean, if you've got if you've got a good roadmap in place and you're non-emotional about it, when emotion comes in, you can be like, hey, we we planned and we're going to be non-emotional about making adjustments and we thought about those things, whether it's in the business setting, right, or in the planning setting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got this. Um, I heard this saying a long time. When emotion is high, discernment is low. And even with our planning with you guys, we, we've kind of had the same mantra of, uh, you know, when your emotions are high, you're not really planning or you're not really planning at that time. You're just making decisions off the cuff. But now, if anybody's got the opportunity now to double down on planning, um, to try to put some plan, even if it changes, right? Sure. But plan, plan, plan. So that way it takes the stress out of what, what ifs. Mm. Uh, and that way you plan for those what ifs. And if you have to replan or think again, hey, that's great, but you've made a plan, take some of those stresses off. Yeah, and be okay knowing you can, you can adjust course. That's right. right, yeah. It's not that you don't have to do it once and forget about it. Almost right? expect it. Yeah, expect yeah. to make changes. Probably uh, numerous ones for the rest of the year. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, so anything else that you guys have found throughout this whole thing that you think our listeners would, would find value in from uh, experience from either personal or professional standpoint that maybe we haven't talked about? It's okay if you haven't. We, I think we've talked about a lot of things here, but just kind of give you one more chance there. For me, I think what I've learned um, is sometimes just listening, especially to your team, um, your family, uh, of listening to those concerns. Because your your concerns at the time may not be matching of the people in your community, people around you, your team um, may not be their concerns. And then if you really want to know your team, sit down and just listen. Listen to what their stresses are, what their thoughts are, their fears are. Um, and I think that helps cultivate a better culture around you, not just within business, but you know your whole environment um, because everyone's got different challenges. Yeah, it's funny you said that. I, I started to initially think about just you know your relationships with people. And again, anytime you have uncomfortable stuff that creeps in and emotion that creeps in you know the relationships that you have are super important you know and I think about you know my wife for example her her whole thing through this pandemic has been completely different than than mine you know her concern has been around our kids friends you know school and how is this having an effect on our two kids you know whereas I've been like hey what is going on with with clients with our team yeah. you know and i you've got to do a good job of of listening to both sides um and and seeing really what is important um, not only in the business setting but the personal setting the friend setting so i i think mine would be just relationships I, hopefully out of this six six month period and it could be longer we don't know how long it's going to be that you see how important relationships really are right and I think your focus as well, I mean, you're going to get whatever you focus on. Sure. So if you focus on the bad, you're always going to look for the bad. You know, you're going to get the yeah. bad. Um, but if you can adjust your focus and, and know the bigger picture, that process, that planning, all the things that we've talked about, I think it can calm down some of the stressors that, um, that has brought this year. Yeah. Good feedback. All right, so I'm going to switch gears on you a little bit. I hopefully Rob didn't tell you this. I did not. Um, so this is the surprise part of this. We've asked everybody these same two questions who've come and join us. Um, first one's going to be, if you could buy anything in the world, no matter what it cost, what would it be and why? If I could buy anything in the world, what would it be and why? 
Wow. Have you already answered this yeah, one? You, already so answered Rob it. wants to be able to teleport. That yeah, was mine's, te mine's teleport. Yeah. Teleport. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that would be I remember that, neat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I have I have hang glided before, and the feeling of uh, flying okay. is amazing. Uh, that's really amazing. So um, I'm going to say I want to be a bird so I can fly away. But um, <laughs> I think just off the cuff, being able to fly would, would be That'd amazing. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So last two things you spent money on. Last two things I spent money on. Um, planning and investments, probably. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> a parlay. That's saving, by the way. Yeah, it's saving right now. Um, and then our, I guess our biggest thing right now is our house. Okay. So we're, we're building a house and, and creating a, an environment for my family, yes. Very cool. All right, so take a minute, tell everybody how they can reach out to you if they want to know more about your business or if they want to inquire about what you guys do. Yeah, sure. So Josh Newton, Freedom in Tears Group. Um, we focus on demo, um, metal framing, drywall, and acoustical ceilings, and exterior claddings. You can call us at 864-304-2630. That's 864-304-2630. And we serve um, Greenville area, Spartanburg to Clemson, within an hour from this area. So, Very yeah, cool. reach out to us. Very cool. All right, so if you have any questions, um, comments, suggestions for any topics going forward, you can find us on our website at fostervictorwa.com. You can email us directly from there. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, uh, Foster Victor Wealth Advisors is our tag there. Um, Thank you for spending some time with us. Please subscribe and share this with somebody you think might find helpful. Thanks for spending time with us, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Sarah. Information contained in this podcast was intended for general use, not to be used as specific advice. For content tailored to your personal situation, please contact one of our wealth coaches.